This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of the Watching the Wireless podcast. And today I'm joined via the telephone by radio presenter Danny Sim, who's going to tell us about what he's been doing on the air during lockdown. So, Danny, first, tell us about the show that you currently do. So I present um, I present Drive Time on uh, 96.5 Bolton FM. Um, I present it Tuesday to Friday. I don't do Mondays. Someone else does Mondays, but I am after Mondays. Um, but I do, I do Tuesday to Friday uh, drive time. I didn't do um, I didn't do the drive time before the lockdown. Um, I did originally only do one show a week on Monday afternoon. Um, but given um, you know there was no one being allowed into into the studio, um, it took someone with. Uh, basically a home studio uh, to have to take over like the, the big daytime shows and uh, that's what I did. Um, now I'm presenting drive time Tuesday to Friday. Uh, it's three hours a day and yeah I've, I've been doing that since, since the start of lockdown. What are the challenges that you found um, since you started because presenting from home is a whole different kettle of fish isn't it? It is. It is different. I mean it has its perks as well um, but the, the challenges I suppose um, noise is a big one you know, like uh, in in the studio, we would traditionally have, you know, it's all soundproofed. Um, there's like red lights everywhere when we're on air, and it's like no one knows to come in if you're not if, if you're on air, that sort of thing. And uh, whereas whereas here, like I have a dog that requires a lot of attention, and if I'm half, I'm halfway through a link, I've, I say I'm doing, say I'm doing a long one, doing a minute and a half, two minutes, and I've not tapped my dog on the head to reassure him that he is in fact a good boy. Um, he will bark, <laughs> and I'll have to explain that on air. And with it being the nice weather as well, you know, the neighbours are always in the gardens. You know, there's pools in the back, and like they're having barbecues. And um, a lot, a big, a big issue that I've had to find is dealing with dealing with noise. So it's a case of having to close all windows, turn off all fans, which again creates another issue in that it's always hotter than the sun in here like it's it's so hot ridiculous like by the end of the three hours so i'm sweating like it's it's becoming like a, a bit like physical exhaustion because of the heat but so there are there are challenges as well um like for example if if you're in you know if the internet is not running as it should if uh if the internet's deciding to have a little bit of a wobbly day then that affects my show. They think I'm presenting, like co-presenting it with a Dalek or something. Yes, that that is something um, that comes. I mean, I I assume that you connect to the studio and someone's manning it there, or are you straight connect? No, uh, no one's manning it in the studio. So we run two systems. Um, we run a system called Team Viewer. Um, Team Viewer allows me to control uh, the studio on computer. So the main computer we run we run a myriad system at Bowen FM. Um, and it allows me basically to press go, um, to put in my own, to put in the jingles, to put in the beds, um, and I, I, we run the show through through Team Viewer um, via obviously well through Myriad via Team Viewer. Um, I patch in via a system called Clean Feed. Um, a Clean Feed. Someone, one of our tech guys, went in um, at the beginning of the lockdown, and just before the studio got its you know its doors locked. Um, and connected up a clean feed system on one of the computers. So um, the clean feed uh, connects from my home studio here to uh, to one of the computers in Studio One at Bolton FM, uh, which obviously feeds into the desk, and that's my, that's my live that's my vocal input. 
um, and then I'm controlling the other stuff with, with TeamViewer on Myriad. Does that mean that it's controlling it at that end, or are you able to click through and change things? I'm able to click through and change things. TeamViewer um, is basically allows me to take control of the studio computer in, in Studio One. Um, so I can do anything on that computer um, from my own iMac here. So, so it's like if, um, say for example, I'm overrun and I need to drop a song, I can, you know, drop a song or swap it out for a short one. He's so fine by the chiffons. Oh my, that is one minute and 59 seconds. That is a radio presenter's dream if you're overrunning that song. Yes, there, there are quite a few songs. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that has done that in the past. Um, obviously, there must be some amount of delay there, though. Um, there isn't a delay with TeamViewer. So controlling Myriad, there's no delay. Um, I, I tested this a couple of weeks ago. I think there is about a 10, 15 second total delay between broadcasting in and it going out. I think there's around 10, 15 seconds because I finished the link. and I, I knew my mum was listening downstairs in the garden. So... I finished a link up here and I ran downstairs and I was still on air, like on the radio outside. But there's, there's actually no delay in, if I, if I want to trigger an action, if I want to run a bed or if I want to hit go into the ad break or the next song, uh, there's no delay. It's, it's instantaneous, like as, as, as operationally as it is. Now, obviously, we're in the midst of a lockdown and I know a lot of radio presenters, they're not just presenting during lockdown they're also listening they might be doing a little bit more listening than they normally would um what are you listening to right now i am probably the world's biggest fan of bbc radio 2 i absolutely love radio 2 um it's i you know i don't necessarily listen to any specific shows or specific presenters um i don't tune in because i want to hear something i just love Radio 2 as a whole. I think it's fantastic. It's perfect. It's weird because like, I'm, I'm 22. I'm not, I'm not in the demographic of Radio 2 listeners, but I, I love it. I think, I think Radio 2 is, is a masterpiece. And, you know, I find myself sitting and listening to Radio 2 or if, um, if for example, I'm, like, I, I'm quite into hiking and walking and I'm quite lucky that where, where I live here, here in Wigan, I'm surrounded by so many beautiful like walking spots, hills, mountains. Um, it, it's fantastic. I said mountains, they're just big hills, really. Um, but always driving there um, on a nice hot day, radio on. It's always radio two, you know. It was so great because radio two, it played. I, I, I love the eclectic music station. It's something I, I quite like to bring to my shows. So if I find if I'm listening to radio two on a Tuesday morning. I will inevitably learn something from Radio Two that I will put something that I will put into my own show later that afternoon. Um, for example, it's not every day on the radio you hear "No Woman, No Cry" followed by "Bonga Gong" by T Rex. Um, but it's fantastic, and I, I love that 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 mix because they're you know they're not too far off in terms of the area. There's probably only ten years between each song, but they they. You, it's just it's the the mix of the two of them together, and I I go in there, I stole it for my show the very same day I went and started the show with Bob Marley and followed it with T Rex. Yes, and and learning from from other stations is is the thing to do. You you do so by listening, don't you? And and it's not until you yeah. start doing that you learn all little things. And sometimes it can be quite subtle as well, can't it? It can, yeah. Um, even if it's just a case of 
if you recognise a particular buzzword that you're defaulting to, um, sometimes you'll put the radio on and you'll you'll learn a new one, and you'll think, oh, well, this is is different because I'm not default. Like for me, um, I, I always find that my buzzword when I'm presenting a radio show is the word so. So I will always default back. I just did it again there. I will always default back to the word so. Um, and I'm trying not to. I'm trying to to shake that up. Um, I always I always have this like I always have like a word that I will start a phrase. Like my, my sister, um, she she did a lot of radio when she was younger, and hers was right. She's a little bit more aggressive than so, um, but she she does it. Some, sometimes I'll bring her on, onto my show and 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 get her to do like a segment or something. And she'll be like, right, well, the news, I and mean, that's that's her buzzword. And I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to 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 learn more softer buzzwords and buzz phrases, and I, I do that by, by by listening. I know the feeling. My buzzword for a long time was "now," um, <laughs> when I'm about to go on to another subject. That was my buzzword for a long time. Have you noticed an upturn in the amount of participation since lockdown for your show? Massively, absolutely massively. Which I thought I was going to get a lot less of hosting drive time. I thought, right, well, no one's driving anywhere, but people are sat at home listening to the radio, and you know they 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 want to they want to get in they want to get involved. I find you know I I could say that with it being a, you know a community station, our levels of interaction are nothing compared to those the, the big stations. But before you know before the lockdown, I could put I, I could put out a um like a, a particular texter or something. And I could get maybe 30 interactions and that would fuel the discussion on the day's show. Whereas I would say that now with drive time, I'd probably say those interactions are probably 100 plus every show. Yeah, there, there's going to be a massive upturn because people are turning to the radio a lot more for 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 just information in general. They are, especially community information. Like We have partnerships with Bolton Council. Um, so every day on my show, I give the Bolton Council daily updates, which people want to hear. They want to hear what the local council has to say, which is which is which you know pe- people are tuning in for it. And then if if they want to make a point about it, they'll get in touch with me and say, well, the council are doing this, but I disagree because this this and this. And I love that. I love it when I I, I love it when I stumble up. And it's, it's even better when it happens accidentally. Um, stumbling onto something that just provokes a big conversation. But not one which, you know, causes a massive uproar, but rather something <laughs> that just kind of stimulates it slightly. Yes, exactly. For example, I was reading in the news, right? So I always, the day before, the day before, uh, well, I was going to say the day before, sometimes it's a day of, I will just scroll through the news, not like the BBC or anything like that, but I'll scroll through, like, social news. I'll look at Lad Bible or Unilad or uh, other more general outlets for stories as opposed to straight up news. This is what's happening in, in the Middle East, for example. Um, and I found this story of this house in Scotland that had gone on sale for a million and a half quid. And I looked at the pictures and I thought, I'm going to talk about this today. And I did. And I was like, and I, I, I ended the, the link with, you know, if you could live absolutely anywhere, where would it be and why? And that's probably something so simple is that and it's probably the most interaction I've had this entire lockdown. Because it, it hits a nerve at the moment. I should think a lot of the answers were, I'd want to be with my family. A lot of answers were that. They just said, wherever my family are. And with, um, with, the, with the being community radio, there's a lot of 
um, diehard Bolton Patriots that listen to the show, which is fantastic. They've always got amazing things to say. Uh, one thing I've noticed about Bolton is the people who live there are very, very proud of Bolton. They're very, very proud of where they live. So they, they listen to Bolton FM and they, they get involved in the community-focused um, talkers. So when Pete, when I was saying, if you could pick anywhere in the world you'd want to live, so many people got in touch with me and was just like, you know, I was born in Bolton, I'll die in Bolton. Like, this is, this is where I want to live. And it's weird because you don't often get that. You don't get that much amount of like, you know, cause it's like a thing, you know, I, I, you're always when you ask someone where they're from and like, oh, what's it like? Like, oh, you know, it's, it's what it is. And a lot of people don't necessarily have a lot of pride in, in where they're from. But Bolton does, and it, it shows, and it, it comes through. Like there, I, I know there's a few regulars who always get in touch with the show, and they've always got something great to say about like their neighbours or something that's happening nearby them. It's Bolton seems to have regained, uh, regained, sorry, retained a lot of that old community spirit that so many places seem to have like lost over the years. And the thing is, that's the magic of community radio. There are community radio stations all over the country. Um, I'm sure some presenters or station managers are going, yeah, it's like that where I am as well. Absolutely. You know, I've, I have I started off working in community radio. I've worked in national. I've worked in commercial. I've been working in London, all over, all over the country doing, doing radio shows. But I have never, ever had as much fun as I do at a community radio station. Yeah, and, and obviously with the news, not mentioning any names over the last week, how important do you think community radio is now? Well, um, more than ever, I think. I think, I think for, for the listener, it's, it's, it's very important. In particular in Bolton, Bolton had two local stations. One was ours, Bolton FM, and the other was one of the ones which is being closed down. Which means that now Bolton FM is the only outlet, the only local station left for the entire community. Um, so I think, as a station, I think it's going to benefit Bolton FM um, because I think the, this this amount of clo- the, the, these closures are only going to force local listeners more local. Because a local listener, if, if you're if you're listening, if you're listening and you're thinking, right, I'm tuning in because I want to hear the latest from the Bolton Council. I want to hear what is going on about my town. You all of a sudden, you're not going to shift just because this corporation is telling you to, to listen to something else. You're going to look somewhere else, you, and then you're going to look at Bolton FM, and you're going to think, "Oh, okay. Well, this is this is everything that basically that station was, but but more." <laughs> I think, but I, it's because because I can see various different viewpoints on it. Because as a presenter, it's probably going to become a lot harder. For, to pursue a career like um, for myself I don't mind talking about this I was at the beginning of the year I was in talks with a couple of those stations um, and for me I was like great this is a great career move I'm going to move here um, do this do that and I had like a whole plan and then this happened so I can see the obstacles if you know as a presenter because as as someone getting into radio it's now just become probably twice as hard to progress any further in it um so the obstacles for presenters and people wanting the careers in radio you know have just doubled but for the listeners it can only get better i suppose because if a listener wants to listen to to a a, a, you know a fairly generic radio station 
um, then great, that's fine. But then there are the people within the communities that don't. They want to hear about their town. They want to hear voices they know and they recognise. And the people that a lot of like the percentage here have been here for years. They've built relationships with their listeners. Do you know what I mean? And it's it you won't you just cannot get that anywhere else. You cannot get that sense of like uh, there is there like for example there is a listener right. It was going back a couple of years. I had um I used to have a caller every single day. A bloke called Dougie. Lovely, lovely man. Called him um, every single day. Never, didn't even sometimes get involved with the whole discussion of the show. He just call in and say, "How are you doing, Danny?" I'm like, "All right, how are you?" And that was it. Um, which is great because that's what I love about local radio. Is it gives you those kind of those kind of interactions. Um, I was doing a show on Christmas Eve, and he called in, and I was like, "Dougie, what are your plans for Christmas?" And he said, "Oh, I don't really have any." Um, and I was like, right, get down here. Get get on the bus to Bolton Town Centre. We're in Bolton Market. I see you upstairs. Come and sit in on today's show. And, you know, within 15 minutes, um, he'd actually turned up at the studio and we brought him into the studio and, and had him as the co-presenter for Christmas Eve for the day. Um, it turns out he was actually he was actually blind. And therefore, um, his entertainment was Bolton FM. He sat all day at his radio and just listened to Bolton FM. That is an amazing story and extremely touching. And, and certainly for you as a presenter to, uh, to kind of open the door like that. And you say you didn't know he was blind beforehand. No, um, I, 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 did, I had no idea he was blind um, and, until like he turned up with like, with, with, like, the, uh, with like glasses on and like the, uh, I'm so ignorant of me, I don't know the name of it, but like the cane. Um, and I was like, wow. And that's when he explained to me. And I was like, this is, it's, it's amazing. So we, we, we kept it, we, you know, we, we kept him with us. And um, he, was, he was the co-presenter on the mid-morning show on Christmas Eve. And that's the, the magic of community radio. And um, uh, before we let you go, I'd like to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast today, Danny. And uh, just before you go, uh, would you like to tell people um, about your show, where you can get it, that sort of thing? Yeah, so, uh, so it's drive time at 3 till 6, Tuesday to Friday on Bolton FM. You can get it, um, if you're in Bolton, Bury, West Orton, uh, you can catch it on 96.5 FM. If not, it's available online, on your smart speaker, all the radio apps, it's available everywhere. Um, it's basically, uh, I don't know how to sell it because it's different every day. Uh, there's no set formula. It's a different show every day. I love requests. I love playing um, we have a very, very extensive music library here at Bolton FM, so when an obscure request comes in, I absolutely love it, because someone requested Johnny Reggae by the Piglets um, a couple of weeks ago. I loved playing that. It was amazing, because I'd, I'd never, ever heard that song on the radio before, ever. Um, it's, it's basically, it's a lot of, it's just, it's, it's a good time, a chat, and a bit of interaction as well. And my brain teasers are top-notch. I do a brain teaser every day. Well, it sounds like plenty for your listeners to get their teeth into. And uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of the lockdown and obviously for your radio future as well. Thank you very much, Danny, for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Jamie. It's been a pleasure.